Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, guys? Kel Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday. It is, we're finally getting good weather in Texas. Sorry to California, but, um, you know, living life. Living life. We're nearing the draft. Still feels like it's forever away. Maybe it's because we talk about it every single day. It's like kind of in a weird way snuck up on me. I just think I've been so busy with work that I'm like, oh God, like we're doing this soon. Like that is a thing that's happening. Yeah, I I can't, I get to the point every year, like when it's upcoming where I've like heard about it, talked about it, thought about it for weeks. And I'm just like, it does, does it even matter? Like, I don't, I can't predict what these guys are gonna do yeah I know like but then again I've had that mentality in general with the Cowboys in recent years where I'm like does it like does it matter and then I get there and they're like completely find a way to surprise me I mean I guess last year was pretty prescriptive but at the same time like it's just I have to say though going into this draft it feels like there's a handful of needs so I'm not a hundred percent feeling confident about what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, Paul and I kind of talked about this last week on the world's team, but we just were kind of surprised by like where like different analysts were uh, not where, but who the different analysts were mocking to the Cowboys and a lot of them were tight ends. And I was just like, I just not saying they won't do it. I just like, don't see that as like, your number one move but I mean if they're going I don't know see here I go again like how am I how am I supposed to know this here I go again on my own we're gonna get all hyped up about certain guys and then they're gonna be gone just like those cornerbacks and then you're gonna end up with Tyler Smith and then people are gonna be mad about it but then he's gonna be good and you're gonna be like why didn't I trust them I mean same here same thing it's just it is an interesting predicament to be in because I feel like in this, I mean, it makes sense. Like that's how the salary cap works. Like it tries to even the playing field, but yeah. I, I, I just feel like kind of a bit of whiplash with this team about where the strengths lie. You know, like it used to always be like offense, offense, offense. And then it was Dan Quinn's in the building. And now we feel like defense wins championships and now we are back to the point where we're like, 
okay, like we feel, we feel pretty good about the defense, but we're going to need some offensive weapons. And it feels like the offense is the part that we feel like we need to be addressing the most. And so it's just like this back and forth, back and forth little roller coaster ride that we're on. I mean, ain't that why we tune in every Sunday? So true. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> How actually, though, it is funny you say the tight end thing because, you know, I've been going through a lot of mock drafts myself. And yeah, there's people that have. Wide receivers, there's people have tight ends, they've got offensive linemen, they've got running backs, again, like pretty heavily on the offensive side of things. Which of those positions in general do you feel strongest about addressing in this first round? I mean, I laughed when I saw Dane Brugler's mock draft, which I know he's done like, I, I think he's done the one since then, but there was one in March that he did where he had Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah who was mocked to us at 26. And I was like, we already had a Dalton tight end, guys. <laughs> like, I mean, I think uh, John Machado has also mocked him to Dallas as well. And I've been seeing a lot of, I think it's Michael Mayer, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. um, from Notre Dame. But I, I don't know. I just, I've been beating the same drum since the middle of the season like even like just thinking about this is what we're going to have to do. Um, I want an O-lineman. I would like a left guard. I would like them to make me happy and make this move. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I got distracted looking at Michael Mayer. Like, is he not the most like Ken Barbie doll looking like guy of all time? Like he literally looks like your high school football player who dated the cheerleader, he, you know, maybe was nice, maybe not so nice, like could have totally been like the, the rude jock. Like he also reminds me a little bit of what's the, what's the boyfriend's name in uh, Legally Blonde? Emmett? Or... No, no, the first boyfriend, the, the, the one she broke up with. Well, Warner, oh, Warner. 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 Oh, I forgot how annoying his name is. He's giving, he's giving major Warner vibes from the big <laughs> I'm sorry. What what a great reference. Wildly um, <laughs> distracting to me. But going back to your O-line left guard situation, I totally hear you. I mean, one of the things that you know, I honestly excuse me, I need more coffee. Um, is has been a little bit concerning to me in recent years, has been RO line. Again, you can't have the best positions year in and year out. That's just the nature of it. Like once you get good, it seems like contracts come up and players, you know, take an exit stage left and go get paid somewhere else or, you know, they retire, whatever it may be. Um, the yeah. cycle of being in the NFL team, in the NFL and building a roster and trying to be consistent across the board on a regular basis year in, year out. It's just basically impossible unless you just go like, We'll send one year like uh, the Rams and just, you know, write a bunch of blank checks. But <laughs> not that I'm opposed, but um, yeah, offensive line has definitely been an area of concern. I mean, you look at like with Tyron Smith, too, like there's positions that feel like they have some expiration dates looming. I'm not saying that Zach Martin is retiring, but like at the same time. I am time, saying it's probably Tyron Smith. Yeah, I am saying that like these guys are 
I don't know how many Andrew Whitworths we have on this team who are going to go play in the league for 50 years. Right. And, you know, we, if anyone could do it, it, it would be Zach Martin. I just can't help but look at it and be like, oh man, like now is the time we start having these conversations around like, ideally, realistically, how many years do we have left with him to win a championship? And we need to be building our roster accordingly. And then just in general, seeing like, the the switching and all of the moves we've had to make and it feels like <clears throat> we haven't had a lot of players that we felt really like they were a sure thing and I just would like to have a little bit more um consistency I'd like to have a little more confidence especially when it comes to the positions that are you know straight up protecting my quarterback so um I, I would totally be fine with offensive line that could make a lot of sense to me um I'm good with guard. I'm even open. I mean, I, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with guard because right now we've got tackle kind of covered. Murphy, stop, please. Uh, <laughs> my dog is digging in the trash next to me. He's he's like, disagree, disagree, Megan. He's like, that sounds like a trash opinion, Mom. It sounds like a trash opinion I just heard on the radio. If I personally, though, had to sit here and tell you, what my pick would be. I do appreciate these tight ends and I, I see what they're, they're trying to do. It's they're more of these guys that are like the tight ends are turning more and more into like the receiver type. So I, I get it. So like I could, I'd be okay with that. Um, but I do feel like we have a good thing going at tight end. And if we made the decision to not resign Schultz, like my personal opinion is that we need some more explosive capabilities at wide receiver. Um, you know, I think that I also would like to see running back address, which I'll talk about in a second, but why receiver is the one that I feel the most passionate about. I still feel like I'm reeling from the loss of Amari Cooper and really having that dynamic aspect to the offense. Like Michael Gallup, I love him. And I think he's a wonderful human being. I just don't feel like the combination of the guys, despite the fact that, yes, like I know there's like 3,000 yard receivers, like it just doesn't feel like the same dynamic threat that we had previously had when you had like the Amari Cooper, you know, it, it just, it, it felt, it feels like there's a drop off and I'd like to see that addressed. Yeah. And I think there's like two guys that they seem to be pretty interested in on the wide receiver plane. Um, I know a lot of people have been talking about Zay Flowers at 26. I don't know that that that's what they would do. They might, you know, trade back to make that kind of move. Um, and then, you know, Josh Downs being mocked in the second round, you know, moving around however you feel fit. They seem to like those guys that came for um, their 30 visit. And they're both like guys that have like that explosive speed um, and, you know, that have the, the vertical for it. So that, I wouldn't hate it. Um, and, and again, like even with mine, I think, you know, they seem to be pretty interested in Steve Avila. Um, but again, that might be one where they would want to move back just depending on how, how they think other, where the other team's needs are sitting. Um, Cause he seems to be like a lower, um, low, I don't know, a couple moves back from what they were as where he's being mocked at. He's being mocked at like 36 and we're at 26. So it's like, where can you make that um, value make the most sense if that's who you really want? Um, 
I don't know. I and the running back thing, like there's a couple guys that are like in later rounds. I just a huge need that I think that we should focus on. We have done a good job of like shoring up this position. But like the cornerbacks in this draft go deep. Right. So I would love to see them get that. I'm not saying in the first round. Like I think there are other like more glaring um, needs that we have. But like, you know, and I'm not even saying second round because, you know, you got, you struck gold with Trayvon Diggs in the second round. Like it may or may not happen again, but it's such a deep position. And there's so many guys in this draft that are like, would, you know, I think would probably gel. And I've obviously Dan Quinn's going to pay attention to all that stuff. He knows what's up, but that's just like another position that I think I would take one of the earlier rounds. I would like be interested in uh, scooping up a cornerback. Yeah. I mean, the thing is too, if you look at, I mean, you're, you're at 26, like you're basically in the second round anyways, like these are second round grade type guys. So I feel like that's a totally fair thing to say. And I feel like you're already in that category. Like it's a high second round, like sure, whatever. But like, it just feels like, you know, you're kind of already dealing with those types once you get to this, this part of the draft as it is. So that could totally be an option. I do feel like the one thing that I personally, as a completely biased fan, because I still like to maintain a sense of bias just to keep things interesting. Um, <laughs> I actually am pretty normally vehemently against drafting. I, I just, I feel like the running back position, we've all seen it. It's taking a bit of a turn in terms of how the NFL values it, how they're utilizing it. It's a little less of a RB1, RB2, and more of a RB, you know, uh, a and B <laughs> that's yeah you know, in the backfield at the same time and like or like who's going to handle which types of loads and I feel like uh B. John Robinson would be so much fun to see in the backfield and have that dynamic duo with Tony Pollard I mean I'm still not a hundred percent off the concept of like if they ever wanted to bring back Zeke on like a really team friendly deal of some sort because I think he does still have juice in the tank for sure but I just Bijan Robinson would make my mouth water <laughs> if he was still in <laughs> 26 like if we're being honest I would not hate it whatsoever yeah I mean I know everyone's really high on him and I think that's great I think the more that, that people talk about him and the Dallas Cowboys I've seen him shoot up the um in box like up to 10 and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. you really want, really want uh, to copy us? Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, but obviously, like, he has a he has a relationship with guys on this team. He was uh, work. If you saw the vlog and the boys reposted it on their Instagram, but um, you know, he was working out with Micah the other day. Obviously, that doesn't Micah's not the one making decisions. But when you're looking at as the Joneses and everyone else that is a decision maker in this building has made very clear they are uh, they want to maintain and improve the locker room um so if there's a guy that you know they're high on that you know already gets along with people in the in the building that's it's a thing to think about yeah yeah I totally agree and honestly like it's something where you know sure the other things matter but you can't deny the fact that 
human psychology still exists. And I, I feel like deep down, like some of the intangibles are, you know, at least semi-impactful. So I wouldn't hate giving him at least half a point for, you know, just to get team chemistry already potentially existing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously that, that sent some people into a tizzy, but like, let's remember the players are not making the decisions here. Um, <laughs> if they haven't made that blatantly obvious to you. Players are not um, making decisions. You, Jerry Jones is not read the Twitter, um, et cetera, et cetera. All yeah, you can't get Twitter on a flip phone. So it's not really reading your tweets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he definitely doesn't know what Reddit is, just so we're clear. Exactly. Um, well, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I personally would be happy with that um, TBD. So those are kind of some of the priorities that I would have in my mind. Just some musings from your girls. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of B. John Robinson, I just got a text that Cole McCoy is coming to the Lucchese store in Austin tomorrow. So guys, go hang out in Austin and for the spring game and hang out with Cole McCoy. Fun fact of the day for you guys. Um, He's still on the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, raise a backup quarterback or a kicker, like mainly a backup <laughs> quarterback though. Yeah. Especially um, ones that can come in. And when you think your season's over, they win you like four games. That's kind of tight. Exactly. Okay. exactly. Yep. I love it. Um, well, I also, um, moving over into some of the actual like social news of the day before we you guys we always be creeping we always be creeping and by we i mean meg has her pulse on all things culture um so outside of michael working out with Bijan, apparently he is he's go he's going to spurs game in austin he hang out with mari i mean what's the he already he went to the spurs game in austin um which they weren't playing the Mavs, so I just want to know if the Mavs like think that he's cheating on them because I feel like he is. Just kidding. <laughs> I honestly like that's why when you touched it, was, him, I was like, intended, I that. Seeing what, yeah. Why? Why was he at the Spurs game? Well, he was in Austin and he worked out with Bijan and he went. And the Spurs were playing. The Spurs play a series every year where they play a few games at the Frank Irwin Center. Um. And so they, that was like during that time, one of my friends, the only reason I know anything about the Spurs, like no hate, no shade to the Spurs, but like one of my dearest friends is husband is like the most psychotic Spurs fan of all time. I love him a lot, but wow. Um, so she's always the supportive wife and she's a giant Mavs fan too. So it's like, you know, tale of two, um, teams in the household, but she they like got on like the Spurs Instagram and I was like oh look at that the crew so then like someone like pointed out that um I was like just like looking at what happened with the game and I saw a headline that he was at the at the game sitting courtside but you know it makes sense if he was you know season with Bijan being down in Austin just kind of hanging out moving around working out Austin that moving it's so funny like. Texas really does have this crazy contingency of athletes. It's like, I feel like Texas, Florida, and California, like LA and San Diego. Louisiana, 
ma'am. Is it is it t- really too? Like those are where all the people go work out in the off season, Louisiana. I don't know if they go work out, but a lot of them come from there. I should say they hail from that area. Oh no, I'm talking about like workout spots. Like okay, Texas is like this like melting pot of athletes that just comes and hangs out here in the off season to go to go and like work out. Like you always see the quarterback camps in like Florida and like San Diego and that one quarterback coach who used to have his like players like running through the waves. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just feel like. It's fun being in, it's fun, like being in Texas throughout all that, because, you know, like you just see like RG3, I remember I was shooting, I just would go out to like D-Rob's practices sometimes just for fun. And like, you've got like RG3 showing up and like, you know, throwing and it's, I mean, he granted he's from Arlington, but still like, there's just, it was kind of fun to see all the guys that would come in from the off season. Yeah, I would, like if we ever need to know who's working out together. I feel like Kelsey's pretty good at keeping a track on that because you and D Rob have a good relationship. Yeah, decent. Um, decent. Okay. We just we just love to we love to create. We love to see things. You saw something though that I didn't. Uh, honestly, I have been bad at Twitter because I live I live on Instagram, making people's Instagrams. So um, other forms of social media are just hard. Oh, which one? The the, t- the tattoo or the, the guy who was talking to Matt? <laughs> what tattoo? Oh, I, t- I DM'd you a tattoo. Like, basically, all these guys, John Machado tweeted out, Trayvon Diggs is now the fourth Cowboys player uh, besides C.D. Lamb, Dak Prescott, and Tony Pollard to get, like, a massive leg or back tattoo in the last two months done by Onder, Inc., I guess. And right, he's from Arizona. Okay, I am like now officially itching to get a tattoo. I just don't feel like I feel strongly about getting like a massive like chest piece. Like that's so painful. All the stuff that they're doing. Like there's like first of all, there's no way in the world that you would ever get a massive chest piece or a massive tattoo. (laughs) Like, but I will say you do get the itch for tattoos a lot. Like when Dave went and got his, and you're like, I'm just gonna get three dots on my finger, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, he literally went and got a tattoo and I sat there and was like, I need to get a tattoo too. I've been itching for one re- recently. So I'm definitely going to be um, taking the time, especially after seeing everyone else going, getting like, I'm feeling hashtag inspired. But the one thing I did see, and I took like slight issue with is you meant about um, all these players like working out together is, uh, our our dear friend Jeremiah Joss is Dak Prescott's like main photographer basically, and he was taking some photos because uh, he as he does in Dak's backyard where he's like working out with Zeke, Jake Ferguson, like Simi Fajoko, all these guys, and literally like this one dweeb on Twitter was like. The fact that the Cowboys have a facility named the Dak Yard is the most cringe thing I've seen in the while. I've seen in a while. And like Kavanaugh was like, Are you kidding me, bro? Like, first of all, uh, that's Dak's backyard. And second of all, like taking a shot at a dude for investing in his profession and working hard is weird. And I was like, Thank you. Like, guys. Also, the Dak Yard is a great name Thank for you. a backyard or a workout <laughs> backyard field. I think that's perfect. Yeah, no, that, I mean, the guy is obviously, he's self-proclaimed um, hater. So that, it's not surprising, but it's just funny the way people don't 
think before they tweet, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, wasn't Zeke back there too? Like working out. Yep. He was all Ezekiel. Of course. Those guys are going to be friends forever. So they really at least we have that. I'm so but, yeah. happy. <laughs> what a weird thing to go after somebody for. I know. And I'm also like, he's a bajillionaire. Like, who cares if he has a thing in his backyard? Like, who cares? Oh, I think the guy was just like thinking that's what our practice field was called. <laughs> I'm like, are you a child? Definitely. Oh, yeah. He's free. He's an Eagles fan. That tracks. Yeah. What a loser. Yeah. Go away, Joe. You are big loser energy, my friend. I like how many people responded. They were like, I just preemptively uh, blocked him because it felt like he deserved it. <laughs> That's a Megan Murray move to a T. I did actually. I was like, ah, that's a great idea. Meg, Meg's like, if you give her some ick energy, like you're done. Like you don't even have to interact with her. She's like, no, I don't need this person in my atmosphere whatsoever. Yeah. Sometimes like there'll be, I go on a muting spree or a blocking spree. You just never know what kind of mood I'll be in that day. I actually appreciate that for, for you. Oh yeah. I just like. I don't need to see, like, I'm not going to argue with somebody who's just, like, beating their head against a brick wall. Like, that's good for you. Yes. Me, on the other hand, I'll live in reality yes. where things can be discussed. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. All right, guys. Well, we'll get more into the draft next week. We're going to figure out some fun guests for you guys, and we'll dive in. But we do appreciate you tuning in, as always. Um, thanks so much. And make sure you are subscribed to the Blog and the Boys podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Also, um, coming out with us on social media. I'm on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. I'm also on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. All right, guys. Well, um, as we just gave you a perfect example of, Eagles fans are just, you know, some tragic human beings. And because of that, these words ring more true than ever. And those are Dallas forever, Philly for never. Bye, guys. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.